this is Kenya Koviak, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. I promised you something fun for this episode. I promised you something a little bit unexpected. And I try to keep my promises. Take out your book of stuff. This will be something unusual. Today we're going to talk about herbariums. You you heard me. Herbariums. Herbariums are created when we dry and preserve a flower, such as by pressing between special paper or blotters, and we can exhibit them. You may have seen them in natural history museums or on walls in really nice homes where you see actual dried flowers, including the stems, placed on the wall behind a glass or a plexiglass screen. However, that's only one form. You can also keep them in a book between special sheets of paper as well. But most people keep them in files. However, for your personal use, you can definitely keep them in a photo album with acid-free paper. You might want to look it up and find areas where you can order the special acid-free paper. Most scrapbooking stores would have it but there is something called herbarium paper. So if you're going to do this on a regular basis, it might be worth looking into. But before there was herbarium paper, there were people just sitting at home on their farms, in their cottages, and pressing flowers and making their own herbariums when they went up a notch without all the extras, but it would definitely last longer if you can get yourself at least a nice linen. So let's get started. Before you begin this project, You want to decide what kind of plants you want to preserve. So take out your big book of stuff and let's go to a section on flowering plants. Why? Because these plants are sometimes the easiest to work with in this kind of preparation. Now, really meaty flowers like tulips, that can be challenging. But delicate flowers like feverfew, pansy, poppies, 
Bervain. Well, even if you really think about it, even Queen Anne's Lace. These would be really simple flowers or flower clusters that would give you a chance to start with something simple and easy to dry. Now, one of the most important parts that separates this from being a regular pressed flower project is that not only are you trying to preserve the flower in a dried state, you're also going to be putting down botanical information in the same section of the album that you're making for your project or in that section of your book of stuff. This would include the following things. thing that you'd want to include would be the Latin name or Latin names. You'll find as you get into the pursuit of botanical interest, names actually do change over time. Even categories and classifications change. So you want to write down the current Latin name and check and see if there's an older Latin name. If so, write that one down too as the older name. Next to that, you want to add the common names. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a little cough in my throat. It's chilly out here. It's winter. Now, in addition to this, just a second, my cat is trying to come in again. Hello, Fluffy. I hear you meowing. Okay. In addition to this, you would like to add where you found the flower, the date, the year, and the weather. You may find that plants gathered under different conditions and in different locations give you different results. Don't stop at just preserving one flower. Try it a couple of times to see if you have the best preservation.
The next thing you want to write down is all the pertinent information regarding this plant. That could be, is it an annual? It is, you know, is it a biennial? Is it a perennial? If it's a perennial, is it a hardy perennial or a tender perennial? Can it be used medicinally? Can it be used internally? These are the basic things you want to write down. You definitely want to describe it as well, because even though you have the specimen there, you want to write down what you've observed. A good example would be a tropa belladonna. While a beautiful flower, and everyone knows that bright berry, that bright black berry, and that purple bell, there is a Eurasian variety. I believe it's indigenous to Russia that actually has yellow flowers. So it's important to write that down because even though it might be a tropa belladonna, you want to write down what color it was when you picked this specimen, just in case the original specimen somehow gets misplaced. Let's go to the fun part. Now this is the best part for your book of stuff, as far as fun, other than the actual application of everything. This is when you get to go a little wild. Look up any legends or folklore regarding this plant. You may find some really strange stories You might even find some folklore that ties it to the area that you live in and from where you actually gathered this plant. A a song or even a legend about a mournful ghost who picks bluebells in this one area of the meadow every year. Things like that. There may be folklore regarding cryptids. If you were to gather aconite, which I would caution you about as it can be reactive to your skin and is highly toxic. But if you were to log it, you might want to put in a legend about werewolves. Here in Michigan, especially by Detroit, We have a small city, well really a village, called Gross Points. There are several of them, a a series of different Gross Eel, Gross Point. They're all together and have French heritage. There is a legend of a Gross Point werewolf. And you can find aconite growing there. Just a little folklore that you could add to your book. It's just an example. Also, if you can find songs regarding such plants, 
that would be fun too. If you like Stevie Nicks, you've probably got a song that has the word Belladonna in it. Let's move on. If your plant is edible or used medicinally, another page could be added for entering in that information. You could also add any kind of information on how to prepare the plant or what kind of recipes you like for this particular plant. And you should make it kind of pretty, make it appeal to you. This page is very personal. I mean, all of them are, but this is where your personality can really shine. You may pass this book down one day. It's the personal pages that talk about recipes or how you prepare it or how you wove it into your hair or how it looks on a basket or what kind of color it makes if you were to use it for a dye or memories associated with picking it. This is where you get to shine. You could even put doodles or drawings in here or poems that have that plant mentioned. Let your imagination soar. Understand, for a regular herbarium, it can be as simple as the paper, the plant, and a cover, like either a resin uh, made sheet or a plexiglass or a glass piece and a frame. And that would be it, and that would be fine. But don't you want to go a little further? Have a little more? Make it really wild? You can hang framed ones on your walls with no information at all. And you can also have albums. The choice is yours. It's really up to you. And one more thing. So the last part is the goodbye because we've spent quite a bit of time on this and I think you've got it. If not, you can always ask some questions. Remember, you can find me on several platforms on social media and now on a new page on Facebook called My Magical Cottage Core Life. There, you can leave reviews suggestions for new shows and some of your own work if you'd like to share. Keep in mind that if you message me it may take a couple of days because I am a busy mom, a wife, and kind of an interesting person. I have a lot of hobbies, unusual hobbies at that. I always enjoy the time we spend talking to each other. I believe friends should chat often, and we are friends, right? I can't wait to see your herbarium projects. I may post one of my own in the next couple of weeks, when it gets a little warmer. 
Thank you so much for coming to join me here on my magical cottagecore life. Until next time.